Welcome back, Ricochet Talks Podcast. All right, welcome back for another Ricochet Talks Podcast. We have some interesting guests and topics today. First of all, let's dive into the most popular one, COVID-19. Yes, it's still going on. Uh, supposedly, New York Times said 29% of Americans have gotten the vaccine. I personally have not got the vaccine yet. I still want to do some research. And, you know, from what I understand, the vaccine doesn't, it's not 100%, you know, full effect, which kind of is hard to get. I mean, I'm not saying don't get it, but it's like, I need my test to be like 99.9% effective like a condom. So, like, I'm not trying to get COVID. Like, I'm also not trying to get HIV. It's just I don't want to get the test, so I have to wear the mask. And then, boom, knowing my luck is I'll get COVID still even if I get 24 shots. But it seems like no one's really knows what's going on doctors scientists you name it it's kind of up in the air i mean i'm all for people getting it but um we have a special guest billy bottle here and he feels that maybe we should or shouldn't get the vaccine and well what do you think mm-hmm. no absolutely you're a genius man <laughs> I totally agree with you, and I'm sure everyone else does, too. Well, thank you. You're a genius. Absolutely. Someone that knows what's up. That's great. So here in the lovely state of Arizona, Governor Ducey uh, eliminated mask use. He did this about a few months ago. So in the state of Arizona, it's not mandatory to wear a mask, even though some places do recommend you wear the mask inside their operations. Which, you know, I have no problem wearing a mask, whatever, you know, to help. But again, the vaccines, you know, so crazy. Uh, state of Washington, I guess they may be going to phase two where they're having problems with, you know, COVID outbreaks, India having issues as well, other countries. It's just hard to understand what's going on. Hopefully one day this COVID stuff will go away. But should you get the vaccine or shouldn't you? Like the flu shot doesn't help 100%. There's different types of flu, I guess. I don't know. What's your two cents on it, ladies and gentlemen? Should you get the vaccine or not? And should we still wear a mask? Me personally, I got 50 of them, so I'm going to continue wearing them just to be safe. And plus, it hides uh, my good looks from people, so that helps a lot too. And hopefully nobody, I don't know. Anyways, here's a word from our sponsor, CMK Pools.
CMK Cold and Remodeling Pool Cleaning Service in the Valley of the Sun. Been cleaning the valley for over 19 years. So when you're enjoying the hot days of summer in your family pool, it can be priceless. So might as well go to the professionals for our clean, sparkling pool. Services include weekly pool cleaning, insulation and repair of pool equipment, acid washing, sand changes, and much, much more. If you want the best, contact the best today. CMK Pools and Remodeling Services. Enjoy that barbecue next to the pool. All right, on to the next topic. 0.0 alcoholic beverages. Seen the commercials, Heineken, Budweiser, whatever. So why do people want to drink these? Or do people drink these at all? Well, our next guest, Joey here. He apparently loves to drink it and it helps him stay sober, I guess. Let's see what Joey has to say. What's up, Joey? I'm not having a drop of alcohol for the entire month. And as a result, most of the techniques that I've basically developed in terms of being 100% sober is to have non-alcoholic beer, you know, whereas the Heineken OO beer or O'Doul's or any other non-alcoholic beer. And as a result, one of the most popular questions I've been getting is if I think non-alcoholic beer is good for sobriety. Now, one thing I have to say, and I've gotten this question a lot, I almost didn't film this video, but I feel like I had to because I really got this question a tremendous amount of times. And one thing I wanna say is, look, I'm not a licensed psychologist. I'm not a licensed therapist. I'm not a trained counselor when it comes to, you know, everything that comes into therapy and rehab and whatnot. So one thing I wanna say is that first off, ask your counselor, ask your therapist, ask your psychologist, Ask somebody who is trained in this field who maybe will have a better answer than I will. And here's the reason why I say that. On one end, I think depending upon the type of person, I'd say yes. On the other end, depending upon the type of person, I'd say no. I would say for me personally, when I've been being sober this month, something about, and again, I don't know what it is, but something about having non-alcoholic beer, like the Heineken OO beer or O'Doral's or whatever, makes it easier. I think because one, maybe it's that kind of placebo effect, right? Like I'm drinking beer, it tastes like beer, it feels like beer, it looks like beer because it's in the beer bottle. So it makes it a little bit easier to drink it when I'm in a social situation. And in addition, it removes that odd stigma that sometimes I feel like when I've been at parties and like say I'm drinking, you know, water because i'm being sober i've had people be like oh dude you're just drinking water or even for me personally i don't necessarily get self-conscious but sometimes it feels a little bit odd if you're just sipping you know a water or some tea when you're at a party so something about having that non-alcoholic beer kind of removes it and it kind of you just feel like you're part of the party even though you're not drinking alcohol i don't again i don't know what it is it's probably some better explanation than that but something about it for me makes it way easier being sober by having non-alcoholic beer. On the other hand, the Heineken OO beer tasted identical to original, original Heineken. I literally don't think I could tell the difference if you put them in front of me. I really don't think I could. So going off that regard, I would be a little apprehensive to recommend it just because let's say someone has been sober for two years. The last thing 
I want to have happen, obviously, and this is why I very much shy away against it, and this is where I suggest talk to your counselor, is I can see the opposite happening. I can see you trying the non-alcoholic beer, and because the taste is so close to Heineken and actual beer, I wonder almost classical conditioning wise, it would trigger those feelings again of wanting to drink. And it might be that unfortunate first breadcrumb that lets you be like, oh shoot, I missed the taste of this. And then that kind of spirals down into possibly now having actual alcohol. So that's all I want to say for this video. Again, I've gotten this question so many times. And for me personally, non-alcoholic beer has been such a great tool in helping me be sober. It's been an amazing tool. Like I said, you know, I, and again, I don't know exactly what it is about the non-alcoholic beer, but it just makes it so much easier, especially at parties and events and just, you know, festivities and whatnot that everybody's drinking. It makes it so much easier, right? But on the other hand, this is why I suggest to make sure you talk to a counselor, a psychologist. Again, I do want to stress this. I am not a licensed psychologist, therapist, counselor, etc. Make sure you check with your own because you never know. Again, I, this depends person to person. Oh, that's very interesting. Different, but everyone's got their own opinion. Mm-hmm. Well, personally, what's going to happen next? Say you're going to go to a day barbecue and they're going to have a day cake and you get a call from Joey or let's say, yeah, Sam. Hey, what's up, Ricky? You want to come over to my uh, barbecue? We're having a party. we got a day cake by the river, bro. 0.0% Bud Light. All that you could drink, son. We're going to get hypey. Or say you're out in the club. You're like, oh, can I get a drink, please? No, not a Budweiser. Make it a Heineken 0.0. Ah, uh, I love drinking and not getting buzz. I mean, seriously, who the hell drinks beer not to get a buzz or to help yourself relax or to get mad drunk? I mean, do you really want to drink a Budweiser? Like, oh, man, screw water. I want a 0.0 .0 non-alcoholic Heineken to quench my thirst. Oh, boy. Well, anyways, we have our next guest coming up here shortly. But in the meantime, listen to a little bit of tunes that I created.
right. Our next guest, Captain Jennifer, will be speaking about transgenders in the military. Yes, Joe Biden, our president, approved transgenders to be allowed in the military. I mean, personally, whatever works, whatever helps us stay number one. What do you think, Jen? I think I always knew that something was wrong, and I did a lot of things to try to fix it. I actually found a letter that I wrote when I was in basic to my wife, and it said, I, you know, I don't know what's wrong. I know so many guys here, but I can't make friends with them. I don't fit in. And I think I always felt like that. Uh, I was always very uncomfortable with who I was. And I remember I tried to lose weight. I was unhealthily um, down in like 120 pounds. I tried to gain weight. I went to the gym. I did everything I could to try to change my body. And I was constantly unhappy. I couldn't look in the mirror. And then when I went to Afghanistan, it was really the first time for an extended period I had no privacy. And I had a high anxiety, high stress when I really shouldn't have. I was in you know, open days with, with men and things like that. And I, I had to look into it. I started searching the internet, trying to find people who felt like me. And I found some transgender forums. And when I read them, I immediately identified with everything I was reading. And the, the experiences and the feelings and the emotions that the people had was exactly the same thing I had been feeling for years. I've legally changed my name. Um, I've changed my gender on all of my legal identification. Um, I am recognized as a female by the state of Washington, the federal government, and um, legally everywhere except for the military system, which refuses to adjust my gender marker. When I was having issues, one of my leaders said, well, why don't you just get out of the army? And I, I couldn't believe he said that. Um, I've, I've been in the military for 11 years, and it's, it's everything to me. It's what I do. It's, it's as much a part of who I am as anything else is. And I really feel like I've taken some ownership and responsibility. This is my army as much as anyone else. I, you know, I deserve to be here and serve in the organization and make it better. When I thought about getting out, I circle back to what do I want to do with my future? And I'm already doing it. Do you see, do you see this moving in your direction? That the DOD will... Um, absolutely. Will yeah. I think we're looking at a favorable outcome from the working group and the review that's taking place. At Pentagon Pride, uh, Secretary Carter made some really powerful statements about how the military can only survive if it's inclusive, if all those who are capable of serving are provided the opportunity and support to do so. And I think that Everyone now recognizes that we need this diversity and that the discrimination that's currently taking place is baseless and we're losing qualified soldiers because of it. You know, I'm fully qualified in my MOS. I've been the distinguished honor graduate from multiple classes. I've served in every war of my generation and there is a level of talent between me and the other 15,000 transgender service members that are vital, I think, to the army and to the military. Wow, thank you. I really appreciate you taking the time to let us know. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of people that feel this way, and maybe people that don't. But me personally, you know, when it comes to transgender, I was thinking, what if I became a transgender? And if so, I if I would have done it back in high school, I could have been on the high school volleyball team. I probably could be playing ladies professional golf, a lady professional bowler, or hell, maybe even in the WNBA. Yeah, as a point guard for the Seattle Storm or Phoenix Mercury or something cool like that. I could be Rick Elia. I don't know. That's a dumb name. But if I became a transgender, I wonder if my student loans would go away and if I'd have to restart my job because I'm a new person. Just questions I have. I don't know. I'm not trying to make fun. Just curious. I know I can't join the Air Force because I'm too fat, but eh, maybe one day. Who knows? 
But anywho, that's it for Ricochet Talks Podcast. If y'all have any ideas, anybody who should be interviewed, anything like that, please let me know. Anyways, love y'all. Can't wait to talk to y'all again.
Thank you so much. Ricochet Talks Podcast. Check back with us soon.